Welcome back to the Manufacturers Club. I'm Sean. I'm Carl. I'm Zaheen. And this is episode five, where we're going to get into the actual development of the Iron Man armor. Mm-hmm. But let's let's look backward a little bit on what we talked about in episode four. And you know, strongly advise if you haven't listened to episode four, it's it's a great listen. Uh, it's it's being recommended in, in schools and teaching institutions worldwide. One, two, and three as well. The whole Megillah. Oh. All the above. Mm. We talked about the design of the solution. How, how we, in what order would it be developed? You know, what are some of the um, constraints on the design? You know, that it has to fit Tony's body. We talked about the, the software that might be needed or, or not needed to, to satisfy the MVP. But really, we talked about how do we get those MVP requirements into a physical thing? So you have to plot that out. You've got to make sure you've got enough scraps in a cave to build everything. And then, you know, that, that informs how you proceed with your development. We got into, you know, would you would start with the smaller stuff first because that's easier to hide because, of course, one of our non-functional MVP requirements is the secrecy that we have to maintain. And that's going to become an, another important part of today's discussion throughout the development because we need to account for that secrecy not only in our planning but in our execution as well, obviously. So let's let's get into the factors about how development is going to proceed. So, you know, moving forward from the design and, and how we're going to plan everything, now that we're actually going to do it, what are, what are some of the things that impact or direct the actual development? And I'd say that probably the biggest one is the oversight that Tony and Yinsen or formerly Ho Yinsen, who was taken off the stroll between 1963 and 2008. No longer a Ho. That's right. Living the straight life. There's, you know, th- there's that oversight that clouds everything that they're going to be trying to do. Mm-hmm. And in the, in the comic book in 1963, you know, again, technology was different back then. They didn't have surveillance cameras the way they do in the caves in 2008. So it's not really presented in the comic book, but... You know, in other words, they don't really show anyone like looking in because, you know, there are only so many comic panels that you have available, you know, whereas with video, you can see everything happening, you know, sequentially. But obviously in the jungle captured by the, the warlord Wang Chu, you know, if not Wang Chu himself, he has his minions overseeing things. But what we don't know, and I think would certainly affect how development proceeds is how often are they being checked on? So, you know, is it every hour? Is it every day? Is it, you know, only for available breakfast, lunch, and dinner breaks? So that, you know, okay, Tony, here's some food. Let let me check up on, on what you've been doing. I don't know. Carl, do you think that that's a factor in how we proceed in in the comic book version? It is. And as you were talking, I had something just came to me. And I think it's it's spurring. Yes, it, this Spurring. is this is right off the dome. This is this is live breaking news stuff. And so I was realizing this is applicable to the 1963 and the 2008 Tony, right? It's um, for lack of a better term, it's his environment, right? It's the stress. Like this entire conversation we've been having, I realize up to this moment, I've been assuming the man's been getting seven to eight hours of sleep, Ooh. and he's been eating three meals a day. 
Yeah. Right? So I, then, I believe that's what the kids today call straight fire, Carl. It, you know what I mean? And so it's just like like we said, the guy has seven the guy has seven days, right? And so that's what? That's hundred and sixty eight hours, right? Quick math. Hey, mental math. We'll 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 do a fact check. A fact on check. That. <laughs> and so, you know, you take out so that's hundred and sixty eight hours, but then, you know, if you sleep in eight hours, right? You take out fifty six. Right. More so quick math. I'm telling you. I was good. I was good. <laughs> and so you go from the 168, you take away the 56, that leaves you 112, right? Mm-hmm. But then I realize, oh, shoot. So if this man is not, you know, if he's not sleeping eight hours a day because he's panicked, because he's like, yo, I'm, I have seven days to get, to, get, to get out of here. And if he's not getting meals three times a day, then that has an effect on the quality of his solution design and development, right? Oh, that's a, because there's no way, there's no way, point. there's no way this man's going to yeah. be able to focus and be a sharp, right? Yeah, this is why you can't you can't overwork your developers. You got to make sure that they they're uh, you know they're ready to do their work. And for all the developers out there, you'll see I'm advocating for you. <laughs> Please don't come for me. <laughs> So th- th- this is not a uh, social network uh, situation where you know it's it's you know he's wired in. No, yeah. no. So you're thinking he's got to take breaks. We got into the waste elimination that's a requirement, but yep. we didn't talk about the waste elimination during the development. Precisely. You know, it's right. assuming he's getting some amount of food. Which if you know whether you're Wang Chu or Raza. Mm-hmm. You've got to keep the guy at least somewhat fed because if you think he's building a weapon for you, you don't want him by passing out from starvation. I feel like if anything, you'll get like one meal a day. I feel like if you're a prisoner, you want him to be actually working. You'll give him a meal a day. You don't, you know, Mm. if you're, you know, if you're a warlord, you have other people that you need to feed, that you need to think about, including yourself, mostly yourself. So, you know, you're not going to spare it. Too much, I so, think. So Wang Chu and Raza are actually capitalists. In which know, way? What do you mean? I'm, I'm, exactly. paying, I'm paying you to work, not to eat. Exactly. In that sense, yeah. And by paying, you mean allowing to live. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> that and is then, your salary. You're pay, you're pay, yeah, your salary is the breath that I yeah, allow you to have. Yeah, exactly. Your, exactly. your wages are your life. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And so I think not only so like to tie it all together, right? It's not, I agree with you. Yeah, the oversight that Raza and Wang Chu do. Yeah, it's definitely a factor. But then it was just realizing a couple of minutes ago, oh, shoot, like it's it's the environment himself, right? Like if the man is not getting that sleep, if he's not being fed, then that, that affects everything, right? That's huge because then we got to assume the quality of his work is is definitely more suspect than it would be, right, if he were getting those other things. And as we talked about, we're already dealing with limited supplies, mm-hmm. so – so, Carl, I think what you're really hinting at here is more Hollywood magic that allows a malnourished, dying Tony Stark to miniaturize the arc reactor in a, in a cave with scraps. Well, you know, the same Hollywood OS that allows you to enhance and see, you know, the killer's reflection off of, like, a blade that's shown in the nighttime. Yes. Hollywood <laughs> OS is the only way I'll be describing that from now on. <laughs> you know no more I mean? Hollywood magic. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. Computer kill Flanders. <laughs> um, so there's there's the oversight issue. Mm-hmm. There's the, the potential malnourishment, uh, sleep deprivation. Something I think, you know, I, I like the unspoken parts that we can dig into in at least the movie. And it's not really apparent in the comic book if this is a factor, but not only sleep deprivation, but if you're in a cave all day, your circadian rhythms 
are destroyed. Mm-hmm. Have Very no idea up. what's what's day, what's night. Mm-hmm. Um, so that and, and that's also got to affect your your development. I would think that's actually a good point. How do you actually? How does he see what he's doing? It's not just your circadian rhythm. It's also how does he see what he's doing? Oh, the light source. Well, yeah, yeah. Sure. Well, then they they do have the caves wired. Oh, okay. So there there are there, there is light in the cave. I mean, it's not it's not like the light we're experiencing in this room right, right now. Of course. But but there is there is electricity in the cave. Okay. So okay. The, the, so he's not just fumbling around in the dark. No. Mm-mm. Okay. Okay. But that's also not Very covered in in 1963 in Tales of Suspense number 39. That you know is is Tony. Is Tony's work environment entirely conducive? Aside from the issue of he's dying, <laughs> aside from the issue that big issue, but let's put that aside. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's a hostage, right? Aside yeah. from that, <laughs> Le- leaving aside his life, um, <laughs> but you know they they don't really get into is, is is the work environment, you know, something that would support the development of any weapon, much less the Iron Man armor. So again, it's sort of left to you as the the reader to make certain assumptions that you know yeah tony tony's got what he needs it's just his brilliance that puts it all together in a way that wang chu was not able to conceive of as he thought he was in charge we've talked about the availability of the the tools those are a big factor Mm -hmm. and the materials to build and i think carl yeah because you're you're thinking yes spurred yes Ding, ding, breaking news. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Question for you, right? Yeah. So with the with the metallurgy, what kind oh, of... Oh, no. Yeah, well, no, yeah, calm d- down. D- you, you sold yourself down that river down, months ago. <laughs> He's like, no, please don't question me. But um, <laughs> Please don't find us. It's... <laughs> It's a very like flimsy it's a fine area of expertise that I have right now. Expertise, quote unquote. <laughs> it's a fine line. It's a <laughs> flimsy base of knowledge. Let's <laughs> let's go there. It's like a saw show, and I know one thing. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> but like all, you know, and, all... and you, I believe you you slept at a Holiday Inn Express last night. Did you not? Oh, it's oh, the, the, the Holiday Inn Express the Holiday Inn Express commercials where where someone steps in and and offers to do something that they otherwise have no qualifications for. Yeah, and so <laughs> they, you know, people, how do you know this? Well, I slept at a Holiday Inn Express last night. Well, that's how I know. Yeah. <laughs> so there's there's like one where like some guys like finishing an equation on a board. He's like, I waited my whole life. He's like, he's like, no, but I stayed at a Holiday Inn. And the guy's like, what? <laughs> and so. I was thinking about when when Sean was mentioning the tools, I was thinking again about the metallurgy stuff, right? Because you had mentioned you need something to heat it. Mm-hmm. You got to treat it in the bath and then you got to mold it. And so, you know, it's just uh, like. That's another T-shirt, by the way. Heat it and treat it. That sounds. Are you sure they don't say that in Icy Hot commercials? Ooh. <laughs> Shaq, if you're listening. <laughs> doors open. <laughs> We're ready to talk. You know? But, um, you know, from watching the show, like, did it look like when those people were doing it, did they have a few tools or did it, did it look like they had a lot of tools to do that? Stuff? They had a whole ton of stuff. So there they, it is. Because, really? listen, there's, there's not only the actual tools that you use to actually do the work. There's also protective gear because this oh. is like this is ridiculously hot metal that we're working with. There's gloves. What, what there's, the kids would call straight fire. It's literally straight fire. <laughs> so, you know, there's masks helmets protective clothes cod gloves pieces? perhaps even a cod piece that's that's what i would want to protect dual listen dual function you make a cod piece to protect while building but also to protect after the build i'm not and, only and, the president and, i'm a client right and, and yeah. also hopefully to keep fresh one could hope <laughs> one, one can only hope 
But yeah, no, there's all of that. And then you need the actual place to forge. You need the cold bath, but you also need something with which to handle your super hot, usually tongs, not barbecue tongs, though. Mm. Those will... Those, those, will those, those will not be up to oh, the task. Really? Okay. But, yeah. but but I think we we've stipulated already that you know as in the, in their own self interest, Wang Chu and Raza are going to make sure Tony has tools. They may not be able to provide enough that you know all of the yeah. the, the required metal per se because mm-hmm. they don't know mm-hmm. how much goes into it. Yeah. But they're going to provide the tools because if they want him to build a weapon. Mm-hmm. There well, they're not going to gonna get a weapon if they if he doesn't give them the tools. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So in this thought, exer- I think I think that's correct. Got you. So so with this thought exercise here, if Tony doesn't have it, we're assuming that Wang Shu slash Raza would be like, okay, you say you need this, I'll get it for you. But I think that you know he needs to justify it in framing of the tool. It's like, oh well, I need you know I need this oven. Oh, why do I need it? Well, you know I need to bend and shape this metal for xyz reason and this is for the weapon not for you know not for anything else i promise so th- this is this is uh, unexplored territory we never got into the procurement yeah process. i was about to say we're getting procurement right now yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is, this is cost centers <laughs> getting itchy <laughs> Uh, the trigger warning. Now we need another trigger warning here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Wee woo wee woo. <laughs> that's that's spoiler alert. Oh, yeah. I'm using the wrong alarm. Okay. <laughs> uh, we, we, we need we need a different siren we for do. a trigger warning. We do. We do. <laughs> a little, little more of a klaxon. <laughs> yeah, you know, something yeah. just like alert need money. There it is. Done. Now, so the, the but that's that's a very interesting thought, and I we, we made fun of it for a second, but the, the, there is a procurement process for Tony. You know, whoever, whether it's Wang Chu or Raza, that's that's giving him a directive to to, to build the weapon if they're going to provide the tools. Tony, so Tony has some sway there. Tony, he does. Tony, for sure, he does. Tony, okay. Tony can can you know say, oh, I I need um, Krispy Kreme donuts because I do my best work when I'm eating Krispy Kreme donuts. That's right, Krispy Kreme. The doors open. We're ready to talk. <laughs> so it, it's it's something mm-hmm. I think that we hadn't really thought about before, or I certainly hadn't thought about, which is Tony's influence, you know, within this this otherwise constrained atmosphere and environment that he's in. He's he's a captive, but he has to be able to get the right tools. Therefore he's got some ability to influence Wang Chu and Raza beyond just, you know, I have my expertise as a as a capitalist and weapons manufacturer, but now I I I can actually direct how this thing goes. Yeah, I think as long as he can really justify the use of a tool and that tool does not seem like him having it will be a threat to his captors, he can get a lot of what he needs. He just needs to be creative with what he asks for and the reasoning behind his asking for it. So here, here's here's a question, just and it's just an opinion. So, you know, no, there's no right or wrong here. Do you think Raza in the 2008 video had a, an Ariba system built for Stop. the procurement process? That I'm tapping a, out. I'm tapping that, out. That was a deep cut. <laughs> that was a deep cut. <laughs> Too deep. Not the A word. Not the A word. <laughs> Too deep. We went Moria deep. Too deep. <laughs> there will be no SAP products in this. Absolutely not. Um, I'm okay. gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go out on a limb and I'm gonna say nope. Okay. Well, that's that's uh, it's a brave stance. But, but I taken. like what you did. <laughs> you. I don't like what you did there. <laughs> Take a reba off the table right now. 
couple of production notes. One, when whenever we bring up uh, Tony having to justify things, I think we need uh, a bed underneath of uh, an, uh, uh, an oral bed underneath of Justify My Love by Madonna. Mm. <laughs> um, and the other thing is we really have to, to nail down. We've got, we've got the wee woo for spoiler alert, yeah. hard coded. That's, that's yeah, set. That's it. Um, we, we, we got to get some thought into a, a good trigger warning. Cause, uh, we just, we, we are bulls in a China shop just constantly. <laughs> we really are. Uh, mm. uh, we're stepping, just hurting ourselves. We're is what we're doing. <laughs> and, and potentially hurting a lot of the people who are listening. <laughs> yeah. So that's true. we apologize for that. But, yeah. um, Keep subscribing. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get a good trigger warning for you. Okay. One other thing about the environment in which Tony is is developing everything that we, we sort of touched on in the last episode with the software is he's got to have some some tool, laptop, mostly. I think they, they actually show you the laptop in the movie. They did, yeah. But, but he has to have some tool by which to create the code, to write the code, to yes. um, then also execute the code and to test it, et cetera, et cetera. So if the assumption is in a cave in 2008 with this Afghan insurgent warlord that he's got capable laptop technology to do all this, mm -hmm. or as we've just sort of introduced the idea, is Tony saying, no, 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 this is only running Windows 3.1. I need at least Windows 7. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, th that, that, if Tony goes down that road, that might affect how much time he has. Because, mm -hmm. you know, unless, you know, Raza just happens to have a stock of more recent laptops, he's like, oh, I gave you the one with 3.1? My bad, G. Mm -hmm. let, let me get you the, the one with Windows 7 on it. Yep. You know, so that's that's another factor mm -hmm. in in yeah. the solution development is mm -hmm. having that laptop, having the technology, whatever language Tony decides to employ mm -hmm. uh, to to come up with the software part of his solution. Yep. Yeah, yep. you totally read my mind there. Like, I think I know I keep harping on this, but we only have seven days. This man's gonna at the end of those seven days. So, you know, if you want something that's super, I think this goes back to the point of he has to be smart about what he asks for, right? You know, he can't ask for a specific type of hammer that only exists in, I don't know, Norway, that's hard to get and will not arrive before his untimely death. And that's a real bummer for Tony because we know Tony is into the finer things. Yep. I know, I know. So, you know, he's going to have to adapt and uh, improvise. And even overcome. So what we're saying, I think, is if he doesn't have that custom ball peen hammer, he's going to have to deal with just an off-the-shelf claw hammer, mm -hmm. right? That's exactly it. <sighs> well, you know, for, for, we all make sacrifices. for several episodes, I've been talking about how fortunate Tony is. and Maybe, maybe now the worm is turning. It is. And, and, and Tony's uh, got to face some real misfortune aside from the shrapnel that's slowly digging its way into his chest. That's that exactly worm it. has done a 180. Okay. I think this this is a good time to step aside momentarily. Um, you know, maybe maybe get, get a little bit of water, maybe a little coffee. Um, for those of you who are doing your juice cleanse, maybe go off and, and get some of that. Um, but when we come back, we're going to talk about the, the three dimensions of control, which, you know, any Ooh. anyone who's done project management like the three of us at this table is, you know, maybe, maybe that's a trigger warning because <laughs> you've had to deal with all three of them at some point. 
All right, we'll be right back. Hey, Manufactioners. Do you like what you're hearing? Want to join the Manufactioners Club and go deeper into the development life cycle of the Iron Man armor? Maybe you want to tell us why Wang Chu is a stakeholder or even add some requirements to the MVP. Join us in the Manufactioners Club on Patreon to get access to our videos, our discussion group, even bonus episodes and behind the scenes content you won't find anywhere else. Follow us on social media too for news and updates about upcoming seasons. All links are in the description for this episode. I'll catch you around the digital campfire and welcome to the Manufactioners Club. Welcome back. Hello. Everybody. Hello. And how was that break for you guys? It, it felt relaxing for it me. It was refreshing. I feel the, centered. Um, <laughs> you look centered. Like if I if I've ever seen a centered person, it's it's Zaheen sitting in front of me right at this moment. One hundred percent. And even Thank Jason off to the side looks he's looking very centered. One hundred percent times. We're a centered group of people, I would say. <laughs> yeah. Um and, and that's that's good because we're gonna focus in on the center of our, our discussion uh, now. Uh, see what I did? I see what you did. <laughs> okay, this this time um Maybe it, it's we can get the trigger warning out before we actually get into the the triggering material. So trigger warning, those of you Wah, who are project trigger. managers, Wah, trigger, Wah, trigger. That's that's what I have. You know, we found it's, it. strong. it's a work, it's a work we, in process. We, Progress, you guys. No, I think we found it. Sold. <laughs> Market zero. The three dimensions of control. So before we get into the specifics of how this affects Tony, let's 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 map out the, that concept because the people who have worked on any sort of development project are very intimately aware, which is why we provided the trigger warning. But anyone else Wah, who trigger. hasn't, <laughs> anyone else who hasn't, uh, may not know these this concept very well. So, in in project management, you have the three dimensions of control. They are time, scope. And resources. These are the three things that you can inf- you can have influence on as your project goes along, as your development is happening, that you can use to adapt around any problems or obstacles. Time, obviously, you know, if you if you have the luxury of putting your deployment date out further in the future, that's your one dimension. Scope, uh, if you're having difficulty with the, the thing that you originally scoped out and you need to scale down, that's another dimension you can control. And the third is resources, which is how many more people can you throw at the problem or what other materials can you bring in, you know, to, to bring it back to what we talked about before the break. You know, maybe Tony could say, look, this, this laptop is just not sufficiently uh, powerful to control or not control uh, to, to, to do the compiling that I need. I, I need a, you know, better resource laptop. So that's another type of resource. I think in, in a lot of project management, it usually comes down to, we need more developers to do more coding, but um, it's not always just human mm-hmm. resources that we're talking about. Yeah. Big distinction. Right supplies there. as well. Yep. That falls into it too. Yep. So with those three dimensions, you you can, like I said, you can adapt around obstacles that come up. Um, and again, our, our one of our bonus episodes, What If Without the Ellipsis, is going to get into how this would apply um, in, in the Iron Man world more in, in greater detail. But let's talk about time first in, in, in Tony's development. One thing we've talked about over and over and over is Tony doesn't have time. He's, the most he has is seven days, as as told to us in both 
Tales of Suspense number 39 and the MCU movie from 2008. He's got seven days to live before the shrapnel goes all the way through, completes its mission, and enters Tony's heart, thereby killing him. Tony, you know, the only flexibility he's got with time is if he can do things faster. Um, so, you know, that's, you know, time is not always something that is linearly marching against you. If you can figure out a way to do things faster, you can shorten the amount of time and thereby actually give yourself more time in case you encounter problems. Zaheen, I'm, I'm sure that you have encountered a situation and this is not a job interview. I don't want to pose it that way. But I you do feel f- interviewed right now. <laughs> You're I... being interviewed, but this is not for a job. Um, do you need my resume or... Um, let's Do you need a re- cover letter? I don't have any of it prepared. I'm so. Oh, oh no, <laughs> I'm not going to get it, guys. Just I'm do, not going to get it. Just do. Just let's do just, Helvetica uh, size twelve font. You'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, let, let's shut it down. Let's just, it's, 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 it's time to go. I'm sorry, everyone. It's, yeah, it's, it's been fun. Zaheen failed to prepare, <laughs> and therefore she prepared to fail. <laughs> um, no, but you've you've been in a situation where you've had, a, you know, a, a time constraint. Oh, of what, course. What what. What's the best way to manage that? Is it just to find a faster way to do things? So what I found is really helpful is knowing your time constraint basically off the bat, um, because one thing you can do. So if you know you have a specific deadline and that deadline needs to be met, it's not really flexible. Okay, you know that. And then you can think about, you know, you can think about your MVP. And okay, how long will it take to develop all of these pieces of your MVP, you know, is and will your MVP actually fit into that deadline? If not, that's a conversation that you really have to have up front. Then you have to change your scope. And then you have to either change your scope or the people setting that deadline have to come to terms with the fact that they may get their MVP later. Kumbaya, my lord. Not from not from their standpoint. <laughs> <laughs> standpoint. They are they are angry. They, they are, are anti the kumbaya. They are the opposite of kumbaya. They're anti kumbaya. Yeah, they you know they're coming in with torches. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, but, but having had that conversation many times, we do call it the come to Jesus moment. That, that's why I was singing. Kumbaya. Yep, and that that's exactly what it is. You know, you you ask for something and. Once you realize the actual reality of what you can get, sometimes it really is a bit of a, not a slap in the face, but it is a bit of a realization that is not always happy. (laughs) Or or as the dude would say, this is a bummer. (laughs) The bummer. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bummer. But yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. Knowing that time constraint is, is crucial. And then, and then, you know, once you figured out that your MVP, if the development times are as long as we say they are, if they'll fit, that's good. And also when figuring out development times, you always want to build in cushion because things always go wrong. Things always need to be fixed. Um, development is iterative. So, And in, and in this case, um, you would not say that the bigger the cushion, the sweeter the pushing. Definitely not. Okay. No. It's a spinal tap? Nobody else? Oh, I know what you did. Oh, okay. <laughs> Uh, I don't know what he did. So um... oh, in Spinal Tap, um, you, you're familiar with what the movie is. It's it's a it's a mockumentary of a, an English pop band that has gone metal, and they're sort of on the downside of their career. So it's following them as they're dealing with the the, the lack of success that they're used to. Mm. And one of the songs on their album that they're just putting out at the beginning of the movie is called Big Bottoms, and it's, it's... like Queen's Fat Bottom Girls. 
very, very much influenced by. Eventually, yes. yes. Okay, okay. And See, that I, was know inspira- I know some things. I know some things. That was the inspiration for that, yes. But one of, one of the lines in the song is, the, the bigger the cushion, the sweeter the pushing. Yeah. If only, if only that's, uh, if that applied to time cushions yes. in development. <laughs> unfortunately it doesn't but yeah so you know once you give yourself enough wiggle room basically if you can figure out a way to do things more efficiently then then you can end up with happier stakeholders at the end like okay this is either done much sooner or we can stick with the original deadline and have some nice to haves and once they're happy would you sing clap along if you feel like happiness is a truth yeah i i think that's actually the only way to move forward is some pharrell yeah um it's actually crucial and uh, Pharrell, the door's open. We're, we're, we're here to talk. Yeah, we're fans. So um... Actually, I'm I, a big fan, honestly. Oh, I, I wasn't kidding. The, the, I wasn't the, kidding. The, the man has a certain genius for pop music that not many people currently rival. Oh, I, yeah, I agree. Pharrell, we're, we're being genuine here. <laughs> yeah, this, this is real <laughs> We're talk. not just saying it. <laughs> Carl, let, let's, let's bring you back into the discussion. Mm-hmm. I'm imagining... But I'm I'm imagining. So you know, mm. you tell me if I'm wrong here. Sure, sure, sure. In a in a situation where you've had to deal with a time constraint, mm. is one of the approaches that you've used sort of um, stacking activities so that they're happening contemporaneously, mm-hmm. um, thereby shortening the amount of time needed to get to certain milestones in the project. Sometimes, you know, but it's not always possible. Exactly. Sometimes, but like anything, though, there's risk involved. You know, and and that's the thing where it's funny because, you know, the more that I do um, project management, then I chuckle a bit more when I see the triangle. Right. Because every time I see the triangle, it's like these are the things that you control. And then sometimes I think of, uh, you know, Samuel L. Jackson and the negotiator where he's like, you are not in control. And it's like, yeah, that's true. <laughs> like, I'm not in control. Yeah. It's sometimes like these you are the... have to let go. Yeah, exactly. Right. Let it's go. Like, let go. Let it go. Let it go. <laughs> Right. It's just one of those things where it's like, yes, these are the three things that have the most impact, but there's only so much you can really control. And so there have been some times where to meet the time constraint, I have talked with my team and then we've said, yes, certain things can happen in parallel. But like anything, though, there's a risk that comes with that. Right. Because doing it in parallel, then that's like, okay, cool. Whoever's doing it in parallel then I hope that these people have a great relationship where they talk to each other and confirm what they're doing. And then number two, the other hope is then, hey, if this is happening in parallel, then whatever is the next stop on the bus, I hope that person is ready as well too. And the the word that you're perhaps avoiding, trigger warning, mm-hmm. um, is dependencies. Correct, my guy. Yeah. That is it. And- that is it. Yep. So, so, so dependencies can affect all three dimensions. Mm-hmm. But for the sake of our time dependency, our time constraint, scope. Yep. So we, we, we've established Tony does not have any control over time. He's got a very limited amount of time. He might be able to, you know, really compress his activities um, to achieve his MVP, but he's got a hard stop, yep. which is the end of his life. Mm-hmm. Most projects don't involve a hard stop of ending someone's life, but we hope not. Anyway, yeah, definitely. And and if you're working in that sort of environment, reach out, get the help that you need. Scope, though, scope is something Tony can control. Yes, he can to an extent. Um, to an extent. So, so let let's let's unpack that. Mm-hmm. You've got the MVP requirements. Those those are pretty much non negotiable. Mm-hmm. However, we do know that in the 2008 version. 
Tony has added some some bells and whistles to his MVP that probably really don't need to be there. So if in the course of Tony's development that he's running up against time, it's just like, fuck it, I don't need a missile launcher. I can live without the, the flamethrower. I'm just going to brute force it. You know, kind of what I think is as uh, described previously as putting hands on yep. the, the, the the people that are holding that him captive. Exactly it. Yep, mm-hmm. exactly. So he does have a little bit of control of scope, right, mm-hmm. Zaheen? I would say so. And I think this actually feeds into the conversation of must-haves versus nice-to-haves, right? So he must be able to breathe. He must be able to move. He must... Um, be able to not shit himself and improve these are these are the three uh, these are some heavy crucial must-haves but it's nice to be able to have a flamethrower it's nice to be able to you know uh shoot missiles these are things that are nice so it's true when you build in some of those nice-to-haves in your scope then you do have some wiggle room but within those seven days if he can't if he can't move breathe eliminate waste properly you know he's he's not actually meeting his mvp and he actually fails his project you spurred me so there's that word yeah. again. i was spurred by you i had a vision while you were talking when you're saying you know nice to haves being and i was thinking be nice and then i thought of I want to see the movie and, you know, God rest his soul, but I want to see the movie of Patrick Swayze coaching Iron Man through the development process. Be nice. Um, yeah, that was a deep cut. That was, uh, that was, that was for the, the 80s fans out there. Um, so let's pause there. Let's take a breath. For those of you at home, get a drink. You know, smoke them if you got them. And we'll be right back. Manufacturers Club. For a limited time only, get your choice of a free, very stylish Manufacturers Club logoed t-shirt or tote bag. Tell us your size, because we don't know. Limited time only. Free with a subscription to our Patreon channel. Subscribe to the Manufacturers Club. It's delicious. Okay, so scope, we, we know we have a little control over. Mm-hmm. The third dimension, unfortunately, is something also that Tony really has no influence on, and that's the resources. Mm-hmm. You know, he's only got his two hands. He's got the two hands of, of Yinsen or Ho Yinsen, depending on which era we're talking about. You know, maybe some influence in the procurement process to, mm-hmm. to get certain resources, but, you know, he can, he can only ask. You know, yeah. he, the, the, there are no, no promises. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I have found in, in my experience that time and scope are the two resources that actually change that you you do have some influence over resources rarely rarely get changed once in a while you work in an organization where they've got other developers doing other things but because there's like this really crucial launch date coming up they'll throw some extra developers at you so you do get some more resources but by and large you know my experience and yeah I'm I'm about to compare myself to Tony Stark and Iron Man and I think that's fair. Uh, you know, I'm <laughs> I'm not yet a billionaire philanthropist. 
geniuses open to debate, but Playboy, <laughs> that's me. <laughs> I'm living that life. I'll co-sign on genius, too. I'll you co-sign know, like, on genius for you. Like, like cool Keith, I, I'm out there living that life. <laughs> and of course, I'm, cool is spelled with a K. I'm for real with this. <laughs> when you see Marilyn Monroe on my back, that's, that's for the cool Keith heads out there. And Keith, we're listening. Doors open. <laughs> so yeah, I, my experience is resources... You, it's it's included in the dimensions of control because it's theoretically yep. a, a dimension you can control, but very rarely does it happen. Samuel Carl. Jackson, you are not in control. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah and I, I I saw both of you nodding your heads in full agreement. Mm-hmm. A, Carl, you this is your experience as well. Oh, without question, my guy. <laughs> like in our universe, we've all experienced it. Where and this is this is stepping outside of the Tony Stark stuck and going into our world and then coming back in. Right, it's where. It really Prepare depends for the journey. Exactly. Right. So buckle it, buckle up folks. Right. And it all depends on your organization, right? Because some organizations, they may have a set of people per vertical or per body of work. Right. And then there's other ones. Um, where... Sorry, Carl. Trigger warning for the word vertical. Ah, <laughs> <clears throat> sorry. <laughs> Wah, trigger. Wah, trigger. <laughs> Thank you very much there. <laughs> and so, you know, some places, vertical A, vertical B, and you have like squad A, squad B, right? And then there's other places where it's just... Or you... um, it, just to do a point of order, mm-hmm. if your buster rhymes, it's the squidot. Oh, it's the squidot? Yeah. Really? It's not the... Um, oh, what's the name of his... Was it the Terror Squad or no? No, it was. Um, oh, it's 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 failing me. I can think of you the know song. What I'm like it's it's flip mode. That's it. Flip mode squad. Yes, that's it. It's the flip mode squad. That was it. That was it. Squid yes. out. Sorry. Squid out. And so you know, there's one universe. Like there's some universes where you have vertical A, vertical B, and you have group A, group B, and these are the people within that, right? And then, the people in your neighborhood. Always in your, your neighborhood. neighborhood. <laughs> And then you have other situations where they just have a pool of people and then group A, group B just pull from this people, right? So we've all been in those situations and that structure itself determines how likely it is we can even get more people or more items to our cause when we need it, right? Yeah. And so that's a huge factor. And so going back to Tony's world, that's exactly it, right? Where it's basically just, hey, man, like this is what you've been given. You know – I sorry, I I got a note though. It seems like Tony is underutilizing his resources. Just also, to go back to hot take. Hot take. Tony, not as smart as we think. No, um <laughs> I think Savage Burn. Pew 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 pew. <laughs> Masterful. I think um this is just going back to the quote that you uh have brought up now a couple of times of Yin Sen or Ho Yin Sen saying, you know, I wish you'd bring me into the process, right? So it seems like he's massively underutilizing another person who could really help him and get this thing out the door. Do you guys well, agree? Yes. Yes, but. Ah. Uh, yeah. I'm going to have to go ahead and um, disagree with you there. Yeah. An even hotter not, it, it's, it's, it's not a full disagreement per se, though. So what, what I'm going to say is maybe Tony's like, okay, this guy already saved my life. He's he's built this magnet that's keeping the shrapnel from getting into my heart. Maybe I just let him sit this one out and, and, and take a breather while I do the rest of the hard work to develop the armor. I get it. But does he think that he has that luxury? Well, maybe he doesn't see it as, as you know, he doesn't see it in those terms. I mean, he just mm-hmm. sees it as this guy's done enough for me. I can't ask him to do anything else. Now, I, I, 
just offering that as a as a mm. plausible idea. But but yes, in in real world practical terms, dumbass, take advantage <laughs> of those extra pair of hands, leaving money on the table. Yep, you're absolutely right. There's a smart pair of hands too. Yeah, I mean, even if he's not, you know, in 2008, he's not a Nobel Prize winner. He's still a, a do- medical doctor. He's a smart dude. He's a smart dude. Allegedly smart. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think, you know, in, in any population of people in a profession, there are stupid people. But by and large, doctors, not entirely stupid. So, so yeah, to Tony, Tony, to Carl's point, leaving money on the table, mm-hmm. not taking advantage of Mr. Yinsen. 100%. Guys, I have a problem. Which is? Let's talk about it. Now that this thing has been designed mm-hmm. and we've we've started the development, mm-hmm. how do I know it works? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I'm going to have to test it, right? But you know what? Wah, the- trigger. Wah, trigger. <laughs> wah, trigger. But you know what, though? Let's go back. Let's go back to, you know, the new challenger that was brought up in um, episode four, right? Which was uh, the dead body. Let's... I think we could do a full episode on testing. What do you guys think? Honestly, testing is really complex and yes, it's, there's a lot that goes into it. There is. So there let's is. let's let's stop here. Let's go into ep- the next episode where we talk about testing and, you know, not just the actual testing, but how do you design the tests? Because mm-hmm. it's not just enough to, to, to try it out and see if it works. You have to make sure that you design the test in such a way that you're really making sure that it works. Now, are you talking about wah, trigger, wah, trigger <laughs> test cases? Oh, we're, t- we're talking about test cases. I was going to go one deeper. I was like, wah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> wah, trigger, wah, trigger, uh, Regression testing? Wah, trigger, oh. wah, trigger. If we have any subscribers left, please tune in <laughs> for the next episode. I think everyone's heartbeat just escalated. <laughs> no, but but, but I, you know, again, it's 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 we're we're reacting to our own lived experience. That's <laughs> not necessarily descriptive of everyone's. So yeah, that that was a good discussion of the development of the solution and the 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 three. Uh, dimensions of control. Um, again, you're going to want to subscribe if you want to get into that what if no ellipsis bonus episode where we'll, we'll really dig into the things that could have happened to Tony, both in the jungles of Vietnam as well as the caves mm-hmm. of Afghanistan in developing the Iron Man armor. But next time, testing. Buckle up. It's going to get bumpy. That's it for this time, guys. I'm Carl. I'm Zaheen. I'm Sean. This has been the Manufacturers Club. See you next time. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. If you want more behind-the-scenes content, you can subscribe to our Patreon. And if you want some updates, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Thanks to Gotham Podcast Studios. Special thanks to Raul. And again, I'm Zaheen. I'm Carl. And I'm Sean. We are the The Manufacturers Club. Club.